1: Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I'll tell you what, one guy's really stood out for me really recently. And um, I heard Isaac John on YKTR talking about this on a different podcast during the week. And it made me sort of sit back and think about it. And it's something that I haven't really given a heap of thought to recently, to be honest with you. But one guy that has his character arc has been unreal. And by character arc, you know, when you're watching a movie and someone starts out as a bad guy, they turn into a good guy or they start out as useless. They turn into very useful, and the they change over the... Um, the feature of a narrative and I I sort of think one guy that I think his character arc has been unreal and I use the example of you know bad to good it's not that situation at all but I just think he's matured really nicely as he's moved on and I think he had it pretty tough when he first came in as much as it all looked like it was good fun it was a lot of attention it was great came with a lot of pressure and that's Sean Johnson now Shawnee Jay, he burst onto the scene. Like, we knew Sean Johnson from YouTube before we knew Sean Johnson playing footy. He burst onto the scene for the Warriors, this team that had been built around flamboyant style of play, throwing the ball around, see what happens. If it works, it works. It's great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We'll just sack another coach over the next few years. There'll be all this pressure. There'll be calls for more Aussies to come into the team, blah, blah, blah. You know the whole narrative with the New Zealand Warriors. And this kid... He came in in 2011, and as I said, we'd seen him on YouTube. I remember when I was in high school watching these highlights of him playing touch football just on repeat in the green singlet, jumping around, just doing things that we hadn't really seen anyone do before. And 2011, Sean Johnson, he bursts onto the scene, has some unbelievable plays. I don't think we'll ever forget that try that he sort of scored up at Suncorp Stadium against the Brisbane Broncos. That was unreal. And, you know, a couple of guys I've spoken to that were part of that New Zealand Warriors team, just talking about Sean Johnson when he first came onto the scene, that, you know, you could just tell he was going to be special just by the way he kicked the ball because he just had that balance. He just had that sense. And not even in a game, just, just at training, just the way he did things, you could just tell this kid was going to be different. And, of course, you know, he takes the Warriors all the way to the grand final of that year. He has that, that semi final against the New Zealand Warriors where he lays that try on um, against the Melbourne Storm, sorry, where he lays that try on for Lewis Brown that was just unbelievable. You had you had Kevin Proctor, you had Cooper Cronk defending on that right edge for the Melbourne Storm, and Sean Johnson just goes under, under, shows it twice, and you just see... For just about the only six seconds of Cooper Cronk's career, he was completely out of control. He had no idea what was happening in front of him. And for years, the Melbourne Storm, you know, they were close to untouchable. The one team that could worry them constantly was the Melbourne Storm because they brought this new variety of football, this new style of football that... Well, not this new style. The Warriors have been doing it for decades, realistically. But it got into a real structured period, Rugby League. And all of a sudden, you had a guy like Sean Johnson who was happy to flick the ball, throw the ball, not watch what he was doing, show it and go a few times, sometimes play a little bit selfishly as well, like, he had this raw ability just to just be able to do things you hadn't seen before, and that's one try I'll never forget, because it's the one moment where Kevin Proctor looks silly and and Cooper Cronk looked like he wasn't in control of a situation, which was very rare, puts Lewis Brown over for that try, they win that game, um, they also had the game against the West Tigers, it was a bit controversial, but just, you know, unbelievable, and just seeing him playing a grand final in his first year, next to James Maloney, who at the time you know, James Maloney now is regarded as a great... We love Jimmy the uh, Jimmy Maloney, but back then, I mean, this is a guy that had just been brushed from Parramatta. He'd been brushed from the Melbourne Storm. Really, not much doing. Um, I mean, he was essentially the same as like a Sam Williams sort of character. And if I said to you, hey, in the next three years, Sam Williams is going to win two comps. One of them is going to be the first comp that that team wins in 50 years. I mean, you you, you wouldn't believe it, but that's sort of where James Maloney was at, realistically. Um, and for Sean Johnson to burst on the scene that year, do unbelievable things. He really was the face of the New Zealand Warriors for a long time and made it to the grand final. We all tipped Sean Johnson was going to be a huge success. He was a gun in Supercoach, which helps um, your, which helps how you're respected in rugby league, I think, especially by a lot of fans. If you're carving up in Supercoach, you got a couple of hundred thousand people playing fantasy sport that love you even more because of that. I think it makes you more relevant. He was a guy that... He came from touch football and then he dominated rugby league. I mean, kids loved him. I remember when I was a teenager, I used to love watching Sean Johnson. I still do. But when you're young and you, you see this guy doing things that no one else is doing and playing essentially backyard footy and dominating at an NRL level, you just become a superstar straight away. He became an overnight star, Sean Johnson. Um, a couple more years at the Warriors. I mean, a bit of a mixed bag. Still had these incredible highlights. When he was on, he was unreal. But... You know, a lot of the time it would be disappointing with Sean Johnson, and he's the sort of guy that he couldn't close out a game. He's not the sort of guy that you could rely on if you were up by six points. You're not overly sure in the last 20 minutes he's going to be able to close that game out, and that was sort of who the New Zealand Warriors were. And then they brought in the Auckland Nines. Now, the Auckland Nines, that might as well have been called the Sean Johnson Cup. Let's be perfectly honest with you. He was the best player. If he wasn't the best player at every one of those competitions, he was in the top three. I'd even argue top two. The New Zealand Warriors, though, being the New Zealand Warriors, never lifted the trophy. And it's crazy to think they used to go into those competitions as $2.50, $3 favourites. They would pick an absolute star-studded team. It would be in New Zealand. They'd always have the flashiest jerseys. They would nail all the publicity around it. They had Sean Johnson, an absolute superstar. They had other guys in that team that was unreal as well. I mean, you look over the years. You had that year with Roger Torvazashek. You had Sam Tompkins, Connie Harrell. These sort of guys that were just made for this form of rugby league Um, and Sean Johnson just would always have the highlights they'd normally make the grand final or at least the prelim finals for that nines competition but could just never get the job done but once again you would get to the end of that nines tournament and if you you put together a highlights package of Sean Johnson fuck me just unreal football can just do stuff that no one else can in a game that was literally made for Sean Johnson still not able to lift the trophy and there was a lot of whispers around Sean Johnson like is he a guy that can actually win anything I understand he's got huge highlights it's great But can he win anything? And I mean, obviously, he went and won the golden Booty, featured in a couple of huge games to New Zealand, pulled off a couple of big moments. I remember one game against the Kangaroos. He threw a couple of cutout balls or he hit Manu Batabai for tries that were just unreal, just incredible what he was able to do. And I mean, I guess, you know, we look at Sean Johnson and what he's done for the culture of the game. It's been unreal. He's inspired a wave of, you know, Kiwi superstars to play the way they want to play off the back of what Benji Marshall did. But Benji Marshall won a premiership, yeah? Benji Marshall won a World Cup. So there's a lot. Benji's probably achieved more than what Sean has. And he's probably a better player, don't get me wrong. But Sean has been just critical in everything that is rugby league. But he never really won anything. Yeah, he won a Golden Boot, which, you know, is, is very impressive. It's a great re- award. But you sort of, I mean, what means more, a Dally M or a Golden Boot? I know it's for the best player in the world. But I think if you go to any NRL fan, you say which one holds more respect, Golden Boot or Dally M. I think they're going to lean towards Dally M. And realistically, the M Award, we don't really hold that much respect for that either, realistically. So I just don't think Sean's ever been a true winner. And I sort of, when he left the Warriors, everyone went, what the hell, can't believe it. And I sort of thought, you know what? I think this is a good decision. I think it's a good decision for Sean. And I think it's a good decision for the New Zealand Warriors. I think they've become a little bit stagnant with Sean Johnson being the player he was, that he wasn't able to take them to that next level. They handed the keys to Roger Tulvasa Shek. He came in and won a M. He was unreal. Um, Sean Johnson went to Cronulla, which was a very interesting move. But right now... I don't think Sean is playing with the same height. Well, over the last 18 months, I don't think he's got the same highlights as what he used to. He doesn't have that sort of Auckland Nines style footy about him. But my God, he's been composed. His kicking game has improved out of sight. His under- his, the way that he understands a game has been unreal. Uh, he's, just, he's just developed so much as a seven. I think it's very, very impressive from Sean Johnson. And I think over the last year or so, he's really developed as a man too and as a person. He now becomes a guy that sort of speaks for the players. He's a guy that has an opinion that is just so highly respected by fans and players now. And, I mean, when you think back to the kid that was just diving around and stepping and hopping around the place, looked like he had no idea what he was doing, but it was working for him. To develop into who he is now, I think it's a a fantastic achievement by Sean. I think it was highlighted the other day. He finished that game against against the New Zealand Warriors, his former team, and the team he's going to play with next year. Fox Sports—they shoved a microphone in his face—and this is something that I didn't even think about at the time. I didn't even think about it, but Justin Horror and Isaac John pointed it out on one of their podcasts the other day, saying that you know this guy just come off the field playing eighty minutes, and he gets told that his world's about to be turned upside down for a month, and they and Fox Sports just shoved a microphone in his face and expected a reaction out of him. And honest with you, could Shaw Johnson have handled this situation? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. any better. I'm just going to play a really short clip for you of this entire scene and how it played out and how well Sean Johnson handled this situation and the audio probably doesn't do it justice because you cannot see the reaction on his face. You can see the devastation and then he speaks about why he is so devastated but the way he handles it is just so impressive. He's become a fantastic role model in our game and I've been really, really impressed with Sean Johnson. I'm just going to play the audio for you now quickly.
0: Johnson a good win and we'll get onto it in a sec, but it's breaking news that's happened while you are playing. The whole NRL, the New South Wales teams, all 12, are moving to Queensland for four weeks at least. Your immediate reaction to that? (laughs) Uh, It's disappointing. Um, Yeah, I've got my views on um, how Sydney in particular have handled this whole COVID situation, but look, as long as we still get to keep playing, I guess, and um, ultimately this is our job, man, so whatever it takes to um, you know, deliver what we get paid to do. Then, um, yeah, I'm sure you know all the players will get on board with it. Does it make it tough as well? You have a young family oh,
1: and there's plans with that being yeah, sorted out. Yeah, it's not out.
0: ideal. Um, you know, a lot of people probably even watch this interview right now and say, "Oh, you get paid heap of money, just do what you're told." But uh, we got lives outside of football. I've got a young family. Um, got no support over here anyway. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a difficult conversation to go home to my wife, but. Um, Look, ultimately, at the end of the day, like I said from the top, man, this is our job. And um, as long as we can still play and um, pick up some wins along the way, then uh, we'll keep doing it man.
1: I just think that was incredibly well handled from Sean Johnson. Obviously, a moment where he's gassed, coming off the field, exhausted after playing a big game of footy, gets hit with that sort of news. It's going to turn his life upside down for a couple of weeks. And I understand, you know, we're all in a similar situation. We're all in lockdown or whatever it might be, but... I, I'd never really thought Sean would be this guy, to be honest with you. I never thought he'd be a guy that would be the voice for the players and a really responsible voice. I never th- I never imagined he would be in this role. I think that as a leader in our game, I think Sean, he has just developed so well. And I think the Warriors, in particular, have absolutely nailed this. I think they have done a fantastic job by letting this guy go. And I think they've brought him back at the perfect time. Obviously, Roger Sashek is leaving, which is hugely disappointing. Uh, for the New Zealand Warriors but far out they're getting a real leader back in Sean Johnson I have no doubt that when he walks back into this Warriors building it's going to be a new Sean Johnson that none of them have ever seen before am I saying they're going to win a premiership by guaranteeing success no I'm not but I'll tell you what they're getting a real leader they're losing a true leader in Roger tuivasa Shek and to get Sean back I think this is going to be massive as I said I never ever thought Sean Johnson would be this guy, and I just thought he handled that so well. You've got to imagine being told that when you are tired after playing an entire game of footy, you're high after beating your former team, the team you're going to next year. That game would have meant a lot to Sean Johnson, and for him to get that news, it's all running through his head that he has to go home and tell his wife. He has to move up to Queensland. They've got no support here. They're both from New Zealand. They moved over here recently. I believe they had a daughter just a couple of months ago, um, their first child as well, so like, there's a lot... Oh, fuck, God, a lot that goes into that for Sean Johnson to be thinking in that exact moment, and I just thought he handled it so well, straight away talking about how, obviously, there will be people sitting home who will go, tough shit, deal with it, blah, 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 but... I mean, I think people have to realise the sacrifice these kids are making. I believe that I've just heard, sorry, not these kids, these players are making. I believe I've just heard that uh, Aaron Woods, he's not going to be going into the bubble for the Cronulla Sharks. He's got a baby due over the next week or so. And I mean, I wouldn't hold it against Aaron Woods for that in any way, shape or form. It's obviously going to be a more important time in his life. Uh, the birth of his of his child over going to play footy in a bubble, you know? And you've got to back that in 100%. I just think that the way Sean has handled this has been unreal. And um, I know that on, on the YKTR podcast, the boys sort of said, like, it's really shit by Fox to put him in this spot. And it probably is, you know. He probably should have been told before he had the interview what was coming. But I think it's also a sign of the times that maybe Fox Sports respected that they had the right guy to ask him. Yeah, they didn't go and get a young kid. They didn't go and get a Hamlin Ueli who was really excited after scoring a try and was told this stuff. They went and got one of the true voices of our game, one of the true leaders in our game, and a guy that handle situations really well now which I can't believe is Sean Johnson I never thought it was going to be him to be honest with you never in my wildest dreams did I imagine Sean Johnson would be that guy but he really has developed as a footballer and as a person I think it's a fantastic effort might seem like a non-event to a lot of people and that's fair enough that's up to you but for me I thought this was massive from Sean Johnson a real show of maturity maturity and responsibility in our game which he now has and that he now holds he's one of the true voices of our game, guys like him and DCE, that they really handle themselves well in these situations. They might not be your favourite guys, and that's fine, but they do handle themselves incredibly well in these situations. In a moment, that would have been so disappointing for Sean Johnson. I can just imagine a million things running through his head. main concerns would be his wife and his family. They're going to essentially be left on their own with no support really over here. It's going to be a really tough gig for a lot of guys in the NRL. I think we need to respect what they're doing and a lot of guys in the tier below that a lot of these teams are going to take extra players now that they normally wouldn't have in their squad so guys that have not prepared to move away in any way shape or form guys that potentially have other jobs that they're going to have to leave during this time you don't know how it's all going to play out over the next few weeks so a lot of sacrifices being made of course the New Zealand Warriors, the Melbourne Storm they've been doing it for a long time and Well done to them. They've done it incredibly well, but it's going to be a big test for the rest of these teams and the rest of the players as well. Uh, We're going to go deep on that tomorrow. We heard Cam Smith talking about it the other day, which is really interesting. And for me, I think right now, everyone going into these hubs, I think it helps the Melbourne Storm even more. They've been there. They've done it. They know how to handle it. They've won a comp in this situation before. It is a massive Massive advantage for the Melbourne Storm to have. But our point of this podcast was, of course, Sean Johnson. I think he handled that so well. I think he's developed so well as a footballer over the last years. He's not that highlights guy anymore. He's a guy that you can rely on to close out a game. He's done it on a number of times this year. He did it again the other night as well for the Cronulla Sharks, and he's going to do it for the New Zealand Warriors next year. Very excited to see him laying back there, which I never thought I would be. I always thought that if he went back there, it would be a mistake that they're falling into their old ways, but I think it's a really good move now. Really love the way that Sean Johnson's going about his business right now. Even he's the guy that tweeted out the other day, we should take the game to New Zealand. You know, a sensational idea. So, like, like oh, Obviously, Sean Johnson potentially a, a little bit biased being a Kiwi himself, but the Kiwis have given up so much this year and probably will still keep giving it up next year depending on how this whole situation goes. It's crazy. Um, so just a guy that his voice it holds so much value now. Whereas you know when he left the New Zealand Warriors, it didn't really. I'm not sure how much value it held in New Zealand let alone in the NRL, now a guy that his voice is important throughout the entire competition. A sensational transition by Sean Johnson. As I said at the start, his character arc has been unreal. Very impressed with SJ and how he's handling himself at the moment. Hopefully his family and everyone else's family in the rugby league circles gets through this next month. Hopefully it's just a month. All good. It is going to be a tough time. Get behind your team. Get behind your players. Let them know that you're there to support them. Send them a message on social media. Comment on one of those photos. Thank them for what they're doing. Don't jump on there and abuse the living shit out of them because they make a mistake in their game of footy. They're going through a lot at the moment, same as everyone else is. Get behind your boys.